Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chav Ches in Maseches Yevamos. May Hashem give us the koach to get through this Daf. Well, we're going to try to get to the Mishnah on Chav Ches and Beis, but we're going to start in two dots, 16 lines down. In order to have any clue of what's flying, we need to start from the beginning. Over the weekend, we started a new parak, Andrew. The third parak in Maseches Yevamos, Arba Achin, what goes on in the case? We have to go through the Mishnah, which is why I started 16 lines down. We need to give ourselves a little bit of extra time to orient ourselves. So, if we get these two little guys over here, we have our puppets. Arba Achin, and read through the Mishnah on Chaf Vav Amadal, the beginning of the parak. What is the halacha here? Because those are the halachas that will carry us through our Gemara. That's what our Gemara discusses. Two sisters fall to Yibam within the same family. So here are the Arbaachin over here, these guys with, with the ties. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. This is a case that we've referenced already several times leading up to this. Two brothers marry two sisters. You got this? They're wearing the same clothes. Ruvain and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah. Good. What could be pre- bad? Well, the first thing that bad, the bad thing that happens was Mesu and Asun Misachayos. Okay. So we turn them around, upside down. Ruben and Shimon have died childless. And they've married sisters. What happens now? Well, typical, we're learning of almost, typically what happens is Yibum. Okay. Well, these two are sisters. Okay. Now, so you have two sisters falling to Yibum. And there is a, let's go with Yesh Zika. There's a concept that at the moment that Ruvain and Shimon died, right, Rachel and Leah are both essentially tied to both Levi and Yehuda. Now that's a problem because Levi and Yehuda, right, are brothers, which is fine. But Rachel and Leah are sisters. How can Levi and Yehuda be, so to speak, connected or married, so to speak, to two sisters? Says the Mishnah, That's why they need chalitza. You can't take them in Yibum because there's a Darabanan concept called achos zukaso. My coffee is going to kick in in a second. There's a zika. In other words, if Yehuda, let's say, was married for realsies to one of the Yavamots, then certainly Levi, right, would not be, that would be, right, you're not allowed to marry Achos Ishto, obviously. So if Ruvain, let's say, if Yehuda was, let's say, married to one of the sisters, he wouldn't be able to marry the other one, right? We're leaving Yaakov Avinu out of this. You're not allowed to marry your wife's sister. Okay, now, Ruvain, uh, Yehuda, or whoever it is, isn't really married to the woman, He's not married to the Yavama. She's a Zakuka to him. But by virtue of her being a Zakuka to him, he can't go ahead and be Miyabim, the other sister. Because that is a Darabanan. So again, the way to, uh, to visualize this Darabanan is if somebody is married to a woman, he cannot be married to a sister. If somebody has a woman that falls to him as a Yavama, then he can't be Miyabim, her sister. That second halacha is derabanan, okay? And once, as we've already learned, once you have a derabanan iser, so then choletzes velo mityabemes. You don't do the yibum. However, midoraisa, you do do yibum, right? And therefore, you, 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 you are stuck in a situation where you do chalitza. Now, uh, the Mishnah goes on to say, right? And, 
And in that amazing, in that case, amazingly, if the brothers do and they get married, so the Tanakhama says that they must divorce. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, that Rabbi Eliezer says the halacha of Yotziu is really Beis Hillel. And later in the Gemara we say that maybe it's the opposite. That Beis Hillel is probably the Mekel one, as he typically is, we'll see in the Gemara. But the bottom line is this concept of Yotziu is a machlokas. What happens in the case where they went ahead and did Yibum when it was an Iser Derabanan. Now, moving on in the Mishnah. Haisa achas men asura al ha'echad iser erva. Ah, so then fascinating case. Asur ba umotar ba'chosa v'asheni asur b'shteyin. Okay, so guys, here's what's going to happen. Ruven and Shimon marry Rachel and Leah. Now, you might be able to pick up on this, but if you do, you're racist. Rachel happens to be related to Levi. Let's say she's one of the 15 Arias. Let's say it's his mother-in-law, whatever. Right? Rachel happens to be related to Levi. Ironically, because of the fact that Levi could not perform Yibum on Rachel, Mida Araisa, because she's an erva, it means that he can perform Yibum on Leah. Because he only has one of the two sisters ostensibly fall to him to Yibum. Because the other one of the two sisters is off limits to him. She's an erva. And what the missions are saying is that, that Levi, right, he is, right, going to actually be able to do Yibum, whereas Yehuda will not be able to do Yibum at all because he has the same problem he had before where the two women that fall to him are sisters. So he took it slow, but it was important. If the two women that fall to you are sisters to each other, you have an Isra Durabanan. If one of them is off limits to you, then ironically that means that the other one, you actually can be Miyabim. What about if the Isser to you is not a straight up Isser Erva, but is what the Mishnah calls an Isser Mitzvah or Isser Kedusha, uh, right? So, you know, that is Durabanan, uh, right? Whenever, whenever the Isser is a Durabanan, we've already seen that already. Now, one, one more variation, and then we'll, we'll go on to the Gemara. The Gemara will explain why we need the second case. The Mishnah says, All that Hemshech of the Mishnah is saying is that if you had a unique case where, again, two sisters fall to two brothers, that's the Arba Achin, right? So it's the classic case. Arba Achin, two of them die, two sisters fall to two brothers. If it so happens, so we've already learned the principle that if one of the sisters is an Isser Erva to a brother, then ironically he could do Yibum on the other one. Otherwise, neither of them could do actual Yibum. They have to do Chalitza. And all the Mishnah is adding now is that if each one of the brothers happens to be related to one of the sisters, then you apply what we just said, but in both directions, which is to say, Rachel and Leah fall to Levi and Yehuda. Let's say Rachel is related to Levi somehow as one of the Arias, and Leah is related to Yehuda somehow as one of the Arias. So fine. So in that fascinating case, Levi, right, can take the sister he's not related to, and Yehuda can take as a Yovamba the sister that he's not related to. 
because by virtue of the fact that they're related to the other sister and she's an erva, that makes her off limits to him and enables him, therefore, to uh, ostensibly treat the other Yavama as if she's the only one that felt him in Yibum and make her mutter to be miyabim. Okay. Now, of course, this is related to, but in some ways is contrasted with the very first mission that we had in Yavamos, where we know that if an error falls to you, it's put to her and Sarasa, right? That's a different thing. That's a co-wife. A co-wife is a different thing. A co-wife just means that when a woman falls to someone in Yibum and that woman is an erva, all her co-wives are ervas, arise. This is not our case. Our case, although, right, when you learn your vomus, the whole thing is an interweb that you have to interlock together. But this is the case where two separate sisters fall to, to uh, a person, to Yibum, and then typically he can't take them in as Yibum, but... If one of them is an erva, then he can ironically take the sister as Yibum. So that is the topic of our mission. So as we arrive at the Gemara, the Gemara asks, 16 lines down, it's none. Okay, we're going to ask a challenge to Rabbi Yochanan. We'll see how this is a challenge to Rabbi Yochanan as follows. This is a quote of our Mishnah, right? That if one of them is an Isan Erva, the wife can be take the wife can be taken, um, right? It, you, it's forbidden to take the Isra Erva, obviously, but the second woman can be taken in Yibum. And as the Mishnah said, right, that it's only in the case, let's say Yehuda, um, Yehuda, the fourth brother, is related somehow to one of the sisters that fell to him and his brother Levi to Yibum, so only Yehuda could take Right, the sister that's not related to him. But with respect to Levi, Levi is not related to either of the sisters that fell to him to Yibum, and therefore that's what the Mishnah meant when it says that Shani Asr Bishtehin. The Levi is Asr for the two of them. Okay. Says the Gemara Salkadaitan, since the Mishnah doesn't doesn't specify, right? Salkadaitan the Nafla Chamoso Tchila. So now we have to break it down like a fraction, right? Because here's the issue. Let's say Chamoso. The, the case that the Gemara wants to use is the mother-in-law. Fine. So Yehuda, so this woman that fell to Yehuda to, to Yibum is his mother-in-law. Oh. The question is, did these two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, die like simultaneously, God forbid, in a banana boating accident? Like, it, 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 did the, when did this happen? When did the Yibum happen? And does it matter? Well, I'll say it outside first. Huh. If the, if let's say we're going to call the, the, the first one that fell to even Leah, right, and the second one Rachel. And Rachel's going to be the mother-in-law in this case, okay? So, says the Gemara, if the mother-in-law fell first, in other words, her husband, who is Shimon, right? So let's say, again, Ruven's married to Leah, and we're going to do an age, age order. Ruven's married to Leah, and Shimon's married to Rachel. And Rachel's the one that's, the, that's Yehuda's mother-in-law, okay, in this particular case. So if Leah, Leah is the one that came first, that fell first to Yibum, which is to say, if Ruvain died first, and Leah fell first to Yibum, so then, guess what? At that moment, she became a Zika, right, to both, right, Levi and Yehuda. 
And therefore, like this, when she became a Zika to, to, to Levi and Yehuda, so then she, at that point, she later, right, became also to him when his mother-in-law, Rachel, fell to him. And says the Gemara, Ve'amai. Right? So, 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 so the point is like this, that when Chamosa felt uh, felt Chila, which is to say, when the one that was in Erva fell to the brother first, you don't even have to bog yourself down with um, with the ch- with the charts yet. The point is when one of the brothers, right, two brothers are now doing Yibam two sisters. When the mother-in-law or whichever Erva of the brothers fall first, so then it's as if she didn't fall to him to Yibam. And then when the second sister falls, it's it's single. However, says the Gemara, Vamai, Leku Chasan. Right, Right, let the brother who's the who's the chatan, which is to say, let uh, we'll say Yehuda, who the fourth brother, right, who has the mother-in-law who felt him tibum, right. It it should even work when and then his mother-in-law will be classified towards the other brother kiyavama. Shehutra, Benesra, Bechazra, Vehutra. And then, Tachzod Leteira, Rishon. This was the case of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan had a machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan machlokas, about the case of, what do you say in the case where a woman falls to Yibum, she's mutter to him, and then she's usher to him, and then she's mutter to him again. How could that ever happen? Well, it happens in this case, right? Because when, let's say, right, Leah fell to Yibum. She's not related to anybody, and any one of the brothers, right? Can, I mean, obviously she's married. She was related to the brothers because they do Yibum. But Ed, either Levi or Yehuda could do Yibum for her. But then, if Levi's, if her sister fell to Yibum, right? So when her when her sister fell to Yibum as well, right? Prior to anybody else being Miyabim, so that became a problem because then they both became skukas to both women. Once it became zakuk to both women, so then both women became usher. Now that was only true from Levi's perspective, because Levi isn't related to either of the women. But right, so so then, what could in theory happen is, right, that the two women fall to Yibum, but once right, Levi, uh, once let's say once the Yehuda in our case, the fourth brother, once Yehuda who's Related to one of the Yavamas through an erva, takes the other woman for Yibum, so then the sister already is not Zakuk to him, the sister's already not Zakuk to Levi, and then Levi maybe should be able to take the other woman, because again, the only time that she was also to him was when the two sisters were both in play. So when both sisters are in play, certainly both sisters are also to the third brother, right? However, there could be a scenario where a sister falls to him, she's, only one of them falls to him, she is mutter. And then when the second sister falls to him, they're both usher. And then when, this, when one of the sisters gets taken in, in Yibum, in our case, the sister that was originally usher to him becomes mutter to him. And she becomes a, a Yivama that was mutter and then usher and then mutter to him again. And that, according to Yochanan, should be mutter. So maybe that case should work. So, um, so that, our Mishnah, because it specifies that it, that the sec, that both sisters should always be also to Levi, poses a challenge to Rabbi Yochanan. You see why I had to read the Mishnah in order to even begin to ask the question?
In other words, it's a challenge to Rabbi Yochanan. Because our Mishnah says, our Mishnah unequivocally says that Levi, the third brother, will always be usher to, to women. But we have just, according to Rabbi Yochanan's own shita, developed a scenario where, in fact, Levi should be able to marry one of the sisters once Yehuda was Miyabim, the sister that he was mutter to. Whew, okay. So, how are we going to resolve the Mishnah and Rabbi Yochanan? So, Amr Papa, Kagon de Nafla, Ach, the Eina Chamosa Beresha. Yeah. The only, Rav Papa has to reconcile it by saying, right, because the non related sister fell to even first, that creates a Zakuka, right, a Zakukas Achos Durbanan situation, which even Rabbi Yochanan would say is Asr. That is basically how you resolve it. So, Eina Chinami. If the one that Eina Chamosa fell first, so then even Rabbi Yochanan would say that it's Asr. So that's a, like a detail within a detail of the halacha of the machlokas between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan and Rav Papa dug out the case where it would be Asr. Fine. Okay, next case in the Mishnah. Next clause. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Chama, Yomim. What did Rabbi Eliezer say? So you might recall that we said, oh, Motsiyan. And then we said, Rabbi Eliezer said, no, that's a machlokas, Beicham, Beisilal. In the case that Rabbi Eliezer said, Right, this is a case where you were meyavim when you had the iser derabanan. So it sounded like bechama was mekel. Says the Gemara Tanya, Rabbi Leizer Omer bechama Omer Mikaimu, Ovesil Omer Yotziu. Right, so we have a brisa that brings this proof that Rabbi Leizer says that bechama is the mekel. It says that you, they can continue to stay married. However, Rabbi Shimon Omer Yikaimu, Rabbi Shimon just says that the um, halacha is that they can stay married. Again, if the brothers were miyabim, the women that they were also to midarabonon, they could stay married. We're not forcing them to divorce. So Rabbi Shimon, the Gemara will discuss why he actually just says that straight out when obviously there are Tanaim that spoke about this and why didn't he say that just, I agree with them. Why did he say Yekaimu? And Abba Shaul, Omer, Kalayam l'beisil b'devar hazeh, shebeit shamay omer yotziu v'esil omer Yekaimu. That Abba Shaul switches it Right? Whereas Rabbi Eliezer understood that Bechame was the one that was Mekil, right? And says that the marriage can last. Abashol flips it. He says that no. Basil are the one that are Mekil. They're the one that say the, ma- the marriage can last. And they're the one that say Yekaimu. And then sandwiched between this machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and Abashol as to what Bechame and Basil hold is Rabbi Shimon just saying uh, straight out Yekaimu. That you, that you, uh, right, that you mar- sustain the marriage. So the Gemara wants to know, Rabbi Shimon came on. Rabbi Shimon just said Yekaimu. So, Right, he just says Yekaimu. Well, that's the Shita of Beishamai, according to Rabbi Leezer, And that's the Shita of Beishilal, according to, right, according to Abashal. So, is Rabbi Shimon aligned with Abashal or Rabbi Leezer, the Gemara wants to know. Either way, we know that he holds that you're Mekil. So the Gemara says, no, Hachikamer, what Shimon meant to say is actually something very fundamental that could become very important la which is, lo nechleku that both Abba Shaul and Rabbi Yezer have it wrong. As a matter of fact, our Mishnah has it wrong. Our Mishnah records this halacha, but no. The fact of the matter is, our Mishnah first says Yotziu, and then our Mishnah says that Rabbi Yezer has the machlokas. Well, guess what? According to Rabbi Shimon, no. Every, every case like this, where you have the Isidur Abanon, and the, and, but they married her and they did the Yibum anyway, you actually do not give the woman a get.
Okay, so that is what and that that would be agreed upon the Cholodeas, according to both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. So that becomes very significant uh, halachically. Okay, so now two dots, eight lines up from the bottom. What's the case? Again, the case is one of the sisters was prohibited as an erva, says the Gemara. Why do we have to learn this? We already learned this on Davchaf. Hatanina Chadazimna. We learned this once before. Well, we'll see. We have a clause at the end of our Mishnah also, right? The end of our Mishnah has the line, That's the last line in our Mishnah. What does it mean? Well, it, it is actually like a vague, a vague statement. That's what we meant when we said her sister, when she's her Yavama, is either Choletzes Omitjabemes. Embedded in that statement is our entire Mishnah in the, first, in the beginning of our parak. In, embedded in that statement is the, the scenarios where she either becomes a chalutza, as discussed, right, or she can do yibum. Again, the way we explained it is if, uh, ironically, if let's say the fourth brother, I'm going to start u- stop using names because I saw that me and the art school use different names, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to stop using names. If the fourth brother happens to have an erva relation to one of the sisters, that's when she's mityabemis. If the fourth brother doesn't have an erva relation, so then you have the third and the fourth brother, right, uh, having two yavamas, which are sisters, and in that case, chaletzas. It's as simple as that, again, right? So if you have two sisters fall, chalitza, one of them is an erva, ironically, the one that's not an erva, yibu. Perfect. So we're all good. That's what the Mishnah said, that sometimes she's chaletzas, Sometimes she's mitjabemis, and that's what the Mishnah illustrated. But the problem is, Andrew, that we already had that phrase, that Mishnah was the Mishnah on Daf Chaf. In that case, it was a slightly different case, right? Um, in that case, that was when there wasn't the four brothers, but it was a third brother, a man who had two brothers who died, childless, obviously, and sisters fell to Yibum, and one was an erva. Well, it's a very similar sounding case, right? We have the case of Arba Achin, that's the name of our parak. So we have four brothers. But then in the Mishan, Chaf had three brothers. But guess what, Barry? Same difference, right? Same halacha, even if there's three brothers. So if, three, if, if two sisters fall to the guy, and two sisters fall at the same time to one guy because the two brothers, uh, let's say it's simultaneous, make it easy. Two brothers died in the banana boating accident, God forbid. So then if two sisters fall at the same time, if they're sisters, you do chalitza. And if one of them is an erva, then you could do yibum. Why do we need Levi and Yehuda, right? Regardless of which is the third and fourth brother. Why do we need four brothers? We already learned the principles of this case in the very same mission with three brothers. And guess what? All of the halachas are exactly the same. So why would you need it? So the Gemara says, hasam. If we already learned in the case where there's only three brothers and therefore one yavam, that's mishum delekel and migzum mishum sheni, right? You might think that there's no reason, right, to say that there's going to be yibum because the other brother might do yibum illegally since there is no second brother. Right? In other words, again, since ironically only one of the brothers could do Yibum, right? As we said, since the sister's an erva, so it's more confusing. In other words, 
we have to have both the case of the three brothers and the four brothers, because we're in the case with three brothers and only one Yavam. It's very not confusing, amazingly, Barry. That, the Gemara thinks, is not confusing. <clears throat> because if there's only one surviving brother, then it's pretty Pasha. The Erva, obviously, he's not going to do Yibamon. And therefore, the other, the, the other sister, he's going to do Yibamon. But when you have two brothers, and we've seen this already, Barry, multiple times, that once we allow Yibum, right, Chazal, I, I have to emphasize this. The Rabbanon were always, right, if you go to Rabbi Rose in one of these tragic scenarios, he's always going to tell you, or Rabbi Heinemann, they're always going to tell you Chalitza, more or less, because Chalitza is safe. Chalitza is never a problem, right? Because if you're doing Chalitza on a random woman that you weren't even supposed to do Chalitza on, the worst thing you did was spit in a shoe. And if you had a real chi of yibum, so then, so then you would actually just be able to pata the chi of yibum with chalitza. So chalitza is a very powerful rabbinical tool. You go to, you know, you go to uh, the smicha program and they're going to tell you chalitza every time because it's so safe, right? Thank God for chalitza. What would we do if we didn't have chalitza? We have all these darabonans where you have the conflicting daraisa of yibum with the iser darabonan. You don't know what to do. Chalitza gets you out every time. It's the magic, it's a magic button. So every time we allow Yibum, we're very cautious. We're very cautious indeed. So we're always nervous that if we're going to let one brother do Yibum, then the other brother is going to get the wrong idea. And instead of Chalitza, he's going to do Yibum, right? And when, being Miyabim, when, when you have an erva, is an Isadaraisa, and that's going to be a real problem. So we're always trying to say, cool your jets, maybe we should just do Chalitza. So the Chiddush is always that you could do Yibum. So again... In the Mishnah, where we only had one surviving brother, and we said, okay, listen, it's one surviving brother. There is no other brother to get confused and to do Yibum. So let him do Yibum already on the, on the sister that's not his erva. That makes sense. But here, we have four brothers. If we let Levi do Yibum, maybe Uda's going to think that he can also do Yibum, and he cannot, right? Because that's what the lesson of our Mishnah was. One brother actually can do Yibum on the sister that's not his erva. But the other brother is also to both of them. So maybe you would have thought in our case that we won't let either of them do Yibum? Kamash Malan, no. That we let, right, the brother who can do Yibum, do Yibum, right? But therefore, we teach you that, in fact, he can. Okay? So therefore, why, we should just learn our Mishnah. We'll learn all the principles in our Mishnah of the four brothers. And then in the Mishnah of the three brothers, it should be obvious that the brother, that's one surviving brother, can only do Yibum if one of the two sisters who fell to him is an erva. Says the Gemara, Yashmin Racha, we only learn our case of the four brothers. Oh, because in our case, right, we have two brothers, and it's obvious because it's a study in contrast, right, that he could take this, the woman that's not his sister. So in other words, like this, uh, Yehuda, in our case, the fourth brother, is allowed to do Yibum on Rachel because Leah's his mother-in-law. So he's allowed to do Yibum on Rachel. So he goes to the rabbi, and Rabbi Rose, and he says, what am I supposed to do? This tragedy happened, and, you, and he's sitting in Rabbi Rose's office, and he wants to know, what's the halacha? And Rabbi Rose says, well, you can marry Rachel, because she's not your mother-in-law. You can do yibum for her, but you cannot do yibum for Leah, because she's your mother-in-law. Ooh. So then, it's yadua to all, that already in that case, that because he had to choose between one or the other, it should be obvious that the second one cannot do it, and 
and, and when Rabbi Rose lays it out, it's clearer in that sense. In other words, in some ways it's clearer when you only have one surviving brother. In some ways it's clearer when you, when you have two surviving brothers. Because when you have one surviving brother, so then it's no worries because the halacha is clear because you don't have any pitfalls of another brother by accident doing yibum. So then you're not as concerned. However, when you have two surviving brothers, you can actually spell out the halacha more clearly as a study in contrast. You, Levi, can do yibum. You, Yehuda, cannot do yibum. And when you lay out the halacha that way, so then the contrast that having this, the fourth brother affords you does lay out the halacha in some ways even more clearly, and therefore you're less concerned about yibum. And therefore, if we only learned our case of the four brothers, our Mishnah, then maybe we would have thought that when there's one brother and we let that brother do yibum, the rest of the world will get the idea that you can be miyabim uh, when one of the women is a sister, and that would be a sort of like a mara sign. So I, I think that in the first case, it's more confusion as to what these two brothers should do, right? If you only had the case of the three brothers, but whereas if you had the case of the four brothers, uh, it would be more illustrated for the rest of the world. So that's why you need both the Mishnah and the Chaf of the one surviving brother and our Mishnah on Chaf Vav of the two surviving brothers. Okay. Now, last line on Chav Chesem and Aleph. Iser Mitzvah. So now we talked about, right, because she's a Daraisa, she's a Chaskukaso. So if you have an Iser Mitzvah, right, she's, we're going to do Chalitza but not do Yibum. So the Gemara says, Ha'anami Tanina. Guess what? That was also learned over there. We said, as we turn to Chav Ches Amid Beis, Iser Mitzvah, Iser Kedusha, Chalitza, Chalitza, That was a Beferish uh, thing that we already learned, that you do Chalitza, and not Yibum, when there's an Isser Mitzvah and Isser Kedusha. So why do we need it here in the case of the four brothers? So the Gemara says no. Hasam Isser Mitzvah L'Chuda. Hacha Isser Mitzvah Ve'achosa. Right? So in our case, um, we have an Isser Mitzvah and superimposed, right, also on the Mitzvah of Achosa. Right? So she's a Zakuka sister. Sakadai Tachamina Lekum Isser Mitzvah Mkom Isser Erva Vetidyabim. You might have said like this, that that's, right, that if she's an, if the sister's an erva, that's when you should do, you should do mitzvah, you should do yibum, right? In other words, uh, right, that the sister, right, should be subject to yibum because she wouldn't be considered as a kuka sister. In other words, like this. Sakatai Tachamina is as follows. Again, in the Daraisa case of, uh, of sister, it's obvious that once you have an erva, right, we already know, if there's an erva Daraisa, the fourth brother, let's say the fourth brother, again, one of the sisters of false name is an erva Daraisa, the fourth brother can marry the other sister. That's the fundamental Allah of our Mishnah. So you might, thought, you might have thought that maybe that's the case, right, only if it's a Daraisa, that you want to treat it as a Daraisa also, in other words, the, there is a Havamina in our case because we're already splitting the difference when we're saying we're splitting the sisters and saying that the one sister who's an Isser Erva is considered out of play and therefore the fourth brother can actually do Yibam on the sister that's not related to him. So you might have thought that that would be true not only if the sister is an Erva but also if the sister is an Isser Derbanan and therefore would have the same, pow- the same effect, the same power. 
because of the additional wrinkle of the Achos Kukaso. That somehow that Zika, because the Zika of Achos Kukaso, don't forget Barry, is Darabonan in its own right. So we don't know, right? When you have that extra wrinkle of a Darabonan, we don't know. We, we're not dealing with the Arisas anymore. So we know that the Darisa Erva knocks out the woman out of play and therefore the, and therefore the fourth brother can marry the other woman. What would be if there was a Darabonan Erva, so to speak, right? A Darabonan. Uh, and so now you have a Darabonan Erva versus a Darabonan Zika, right? Because the Achos Skukaso is a Zika Darabonan and the, and the Isser Mitzvah, as we call it, is an Isser Darabonan. We don't know what the case would be there. We have precedence to assume that in all Darabonans we would do Chalitza, but in the context of a woman being off limits to him, Right, so we don't know how far that goes. Does it go as far as the Darabonan? So our Mishnah could serve not only to confuse us in general to understand what it means on the basic level, but to confuse the halacha even further. Right, uh, specifically to a case where one that falls to one of the brothers is usher to him. We don't know whether she's off limits or not. We know that if she's off limits to Arisa, he can he can be meyavim the other woman. What about if she falls Darabonan? Our Mishnah by introducing the fact that the fourth brother can be meyavim. In the case of Adar Raisa, has confused us about whether he can be Miyabim in the case where the woman that falls to him is Asr Midara Banan. And therefore, we have to emphasize in our Mishnah again that no, that if the woman that falls to the fourth brother is Asr Midara Banan, we in fact are going to do Chalitza. We're not going to let him do Yibum on the sister that is mutter to him. Okay, that's what it means. So the Gemara says, Vitijabim, really? Would we have really ever thought? That the fourth brother can actually do yibum, even if the woman that falls to him is only nisr derbanon. Yeah, what about the nisr derbanon of, uh, of that, that falls to him, right? In other words, midaraisa, there's a zika here. Well, so really, achos kukaso is really supposed to be stronger than whatever nisr derbanon he would have. And so, what the Gemara here is saying is that we never really. Uh, should have taken seriously the Hava Amina that the fourth brother can do Yibum when one of the sisters is only Asr Mitzvah Midarabanan. So the Gemara clarifies, no, Salka Daita Chamina, Mishum Mitzvah over Rabbanan, right? We might have thought that we made an exception because of a mitzvah. What mitzvah? The mitzvah of Yibum. In other words, we might have thought that in order to perform the mitzvah of Yibum, the Chachamim, who by the way, when they make a Gezerah, they could design it I mean, they have to design it after Ke'in del Raisa, but they can design it to allow for mitzvahs to be performed. They're chazal, after all. They're allowed to design it in a way where even if it's an Isra Darbon, and they, they can set the halacha such that the second, the, right, the, the, the fourth brother could do, could in fact perform the Ibn. They could have done so, but they didn't. Kamash Malan, that they did not do so. The chazal did not allow the fourth brother to to be the sister that wasn't related to him, um, in a case where he was only also midarabanan, there was a havamina that he would, but the maskana is that he does not. And that is something that our Mishnah want, thought was important to spell out in order to avoid any confusion. So Barry, aren't you happy that we avoided all confusion? Okay. So now, second wide line, two dots. Haisa achas mehem. One of the sisters... Right, and the second was was an erva, and the second one was um, was uh, an erva to the other one. That is the part of our Mishnah that we don't we weren't sure why we needed this part of the Mishnah, and I told you we were going to talk about it. 
In other words, when you have the case of four brothers, so the first clause in the Mishnah has one of the brothers has an erva, and therefore he can be miyabim the other one. The other brother doesn't have an erva, and therefore he has to do chalitza for both. He can't be miyabim either of the sisters. But if you carry that to its right ultimate conclusion and you walk through it, if each of the brothers is related to one of the other sisters, so then, in fact, they can be miyabim, the sisters that they're not related to. Bada bing, bada boom. Both of the women that fell to yibum can actually be misyabim. Great. But the Gemara asks, why do you need that? That's obviously just an application of the principles we learned in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, hasu lamali. Why do I need this? Hainu hach. <laughs> it's all the same halachas. It's just like, what? You want to you you make the charts more exciting? So you're going to do this crisscross where one brother is miyabim, one sister, and the other brother is miyabim, the other sister? It's all the same halachas. We're not learning anything new. Says the Gemara, Mali Chad, Mali Latrey. Right? Mali Lachad, Mali Latrey. Whether I learned it for one brother or two brothers, it's the same halacha. Don't be miyabim your erva, but you can be miyabim the other sister. That halacha we know, says the Gemara Tzricha. No, this actually is teaching us something from, um, novel, halachically. The Yashmin and Hasam, because the Mishnah only taught us of the rule there. In the case where only one of the women was, was an erva to only one of the brothers, we would have said, Mishum de'ika sheni de'muchach. We said, well, yeah, the only reason we're allowing Yibum there is because we have the second brother keeping us in check, and we know that the second brother can't do Yibum. Again, it's, it's this, uh, I call it a Maras Ayan thing. It's not really Maras Ayan, but, right? What, how does it look to the world, to the rest of the world, Andrew, if you have four brothers and two of them marry two sisters? And then those two sisters fell to Yibum to the remaining third and fourth brother, and then both of those brothers did Yibum. You would think that you can do yibum on achos kukaso because hey, the the Rothenberg brothers did it, right? <laughs> they buried the two yavamas, and, and and Rabbi Rose let it happen, right? We don't have a Rothenberg in the show, right? So the point is that 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 they did it, and it creates a situation of confusion. Uh, uh, again, if one if one of the sisters leaves, uh, uh, stays in the case of our mission. In the first case of our Mishnah, when one of the women remains unmiyabimed, so then it's clear. Oh yeah, she was able to do yibum because she wasn't related, and, and, and because and because he was related to the other sister. But then Levi couldn't do yibum on either one because he wasn't related to them. It's achos kukaso. But both brothers are miyabim, both sisters. So then the whole uh, the whole look makes it seem like the achos kukaso is not even a uh, thing. And we you would have thought. That therefore we would not allow Yibum for the two brothers. Kamash Malan, our Mishnah teaches us no. You are not concerned for that Marasayan. And in the case where each of the brothers has one of the Yavamos that falls to him, be an Erva, he can actually, both of the brothers can crisscross and be Miyavim, the, thir- the third, right, the, the other uh, woman that's not related to them. And even though it looks like both of them can do Yibum, we still allow it. And we apply our Halacha all the way. Okay, so once you learn that, so then, maybe we should have just learned that halacha. So he says, Very, very similar to the, other, to the other case we said before. That if we only learned the case where the two brothers could, can do yibum, right? So then we would have thought, well, that's only because the two brothers can do yibum and we know that Levi's only allowed to marry Rachel. And Yehuda's only marry, allowed to marry Leah. We, we already had the meeting with the rabbi, and the whole community knows that Levi and Yehuda didn't have a choice as to which sister they could marry. And so, therefore, that illustrates it. So you might think, oh, if 
only there was Levi and there was no Yehuda, there was only one brother, we, it would be too confusing and we don't let him do Yibam because if he only marries one woman, he, he can only marry one woman anyway, right? Because they're both sisters. So we don't know. So the halacha is something that it needs to be taught both in the case of one surviving brother as well as in the case of two surviving brothers, as well as in the case with two surviving brothers where only one of them is related, as well as in the case with two surviving brothers where both of them are related. Because by illustrating in all four cases, the, there is obviously at that point, Barry, no confusion as to what the halacha is simply said. And really the halacha is simple. It's just that the application, uh, either it's confusing halachically or it shows some, uh, projects some, some halachic confusion, but no need to be confused, Barry. When a woman falls to someone who is a yibum, in yibum, if she's an erva, then he can be miyabim her sister. And if she's not an erva, then there's a problem of achos kukaso, and he cannot be miyabim her sister. He has to do chalitza. It's as simple as that. Okay. So now, two dots in the sixth wide line. Zuhi she'amru. Oh, now we're going to get into trouble, Andrew, because we already said this line. Why do we have to say this line twice? Right? That zuhi she'amru, that, that, that's the, right, what was the line? Zuhi Shamru, Achosik Shiyavimta, Ocholesis, Omitabemis. That sometimes you do Chalitza, sometimes you do Yibum. So that's what I just said. Sometimes you do Chalitza, sometimes you do Yibum. That's great. What's the problem? The problem is we've already said it, and you might recall Rabchia. Ah, oh, Rabchia. Rabchia had to have it in a case where two brothers are married to two sisters, and as we will see, he thinks, you might recall, bringing it all together, coming full circle, bringing it all back to the first Mishnah, Right? Rabchia held that this case of Zui Shamru, Ocholetis can be applied to all 15 of the Arias in the very first Mishnah in Yevamos. Well, that becomes a puppet extravaganza, Andrew, because we're not going to go through it now, because we've already been through it before and it was traumatic enough, but you have to go through, try to figure out, Barry, how every one of these cases. Right, the case is simple. What we've done now up until now is simple. To say that one of the sisters is ma- that falls to Yibum is related to Yehuda, anybody could say that. Yeah, but how is she related? Uh, <laughs> and also, we just said that we have to have a case where one of the sisters is related to Yehuda and the other sister is related to Levi, right? So that phrase is what our, phrase, is what our last clause in the Mishnah means. That in the case where one of the sisters is related to Yehuda, and one of the sisters related to Levi. So I just said, oh, she's related. But guess what? You have to find a case where it's applicable in every one of the 15 Arias, any, every one of those relationships. You go to f- try to figure out, Andrew, how one, one, one of the sisters could be Levi's daughter and the other sister is, is, is Yehuda's daughter. Not as easy as you think. <coughs> Especially since, according to Abkhia, they have to be maternal sisters. <coughs> well, if they're maternal sisters, they have to have been from the same woman. And the same woman who married this woman. And how did that happen? Says the Gemara. Okay, I got you excited. So let, let, me, let me show you. Zuhi lima mai. What does it mean, zuhi she'amru? That this is what we meant to say that one does, sometimes you do chalitza, sometimes you do yibum. Lima iser mitzvah lezeh, the iser mitzvah lezeh. Right? Maybe it comes to exclude when one has an iser mitzvah and one has an iser mitzvah. So hasu lamali. Why do we have to learn that? In other words, when it's only an iser mitzvah, we said you do chalitza. Right, you don't do yibum, but we did we really need that? Hainu hach, mali lechad, mali Yeah, but we already learned that halacha. So why are you starting to say that's why we mean? Because anytime we say this phrase, we're talking about the case of the two maternal sisters that 
fall to Yibam to two brothers, and one of them is related, one of them is not. Why do we have to go so far? We already learned the principles in our Mishnah. So why are we complicating the issues? So the Gemara says, Ma'u deteima kilo amran uki iser mitzvim kom iser erva hechad ikal lemigzer mishum sheni. This is already what we said before. That this part is easy. That this idea of sometimes when there's a second brother, you could be confused. So again, we're we're back to the repetitive nature of why do we have this extra clause, right? Of uh, why do we have this extra clause of sometimes you do Yibam, sometimes you do Chalitza? So we already know that when there's a third brother, so then it's more confusing in one way because you don't know what the Allah would be if there was there were four brothers. And when there's four brothers, it's more confusing in another way because we it, it gives us the impression that the Allah doesn't exist at all. So we've already done this twice, so we're going to read it through a third time. Uliyamo, Kamash Milan. No. Right? In other words, we would do the Yibum, right? When there isn't a second brother, we would think. Because the second, Kamash Milan, that, no. Right? So fine. So, so, so far, that part isn't what's confusing. But now, 11 lines down in the wide, Amar Yudam Marav, Bechain Tani Rabichia. And let's bring in Rabbi Chia here. Uh-oh. Anytime we bring in Rabbi Chia, that means that Rashi's gonna go. He's not, doesn't do it here, but he did it already in Davchaf. He went through all the cases, and he did it on Daftas. He went through every single one of the 15 Arias, and how all of them could be applicable to the case of the two sisters that are related. Says Rabbi Chia, All the 15 Arias aforementioned in the very first Mishnah in Yavamos. I can have a case of Asur Lazem, Muteris Lazem, with the maternal sisters. And he says that the, the sister, she, when she's the Yavama, she could be Ocholetzis, in other words, this case, right, can be applied, everything that we've learned until now, this morning, can be applied to all 15 Arias. That was the case of Rebekiah that throws Yervomus into a chart festival and throws us into a puppet festival. So says the Gemara. Really? That is Rebekiah. Rebekiah is only going to take it from Chamoso in our list, right? And, and, and Viter, that is the seventh. She's the seventh in the list of 15. Avashisa, the first six, right? No. Why? Which are the six? In case of daughter, daughter's daughter, son's daughter, wife's daughter, wife's son's daughter, and wife's daughter's daughter, all those cases are very, very difficult to fit in with Rebchia, says Rebchia. Why? Right? Amazing. I just said that Rebchia has to apply to maternal sisters. Well, guess what? If it's the same mother, my son Yachmiel had to walk me through this yesterday. If it's the same mother, then who's marrying this woman multiple times? You can't marry uh, your, your brother's, if your brother married a woman, you can't marry her anymore. You can't marry, marry your brother's wife. Okay? So how did they marry her multiple times such that both of the women that now fell to them in Yibum are sisters to each other through the mother. There is a way, however, and it's a sick way. If both of them were born out of wedlock, okay? If both of them were born out of wedlock, which is to say the same woman had, had girls out of wedlock from, the two, from two separate brothers. And therefore, that's the crazy scenario here where the two girls are, albeit not from a marriage, but they are maternal sisters because they are born to the same mother, and, but they had the two separate brothers as fathers. 
But that, says the Gemara, Benesun Kamari, Ba'onsin Lo Kamari. Yeah, our mission of what didn't mean to talk about a case of where we're talking about an Anusa. We're only talking about regular marriage cases. And it has to fit in those cases, okay? Says the Gemara, But Abaye was able to find a wild uh, kind of alluded case where it even uh, goes with a daughter. But And the fact that it's Meanusaso out of wedlock doesn't bother him. Says Abaye, yeah, it's not pleasant to talk about, but it happened. And therefore, right, since, since it can happen, theoretically, that our Mishnah can include it as one of the 15 and fits in the list of Rebchia. Says the Gemara, Yeah, but Abayi continues. There is one case that really messes it up. Only one of the 15 you can never have, right? Which one is it that doesn't fit in the statement of Rebchia? One of the brothers did not coexist with the brother. Why? Because the case of the Ashes Achiv Shalayaba Lamo would only work according to Rib Shimon and does not work according to Rabbanan, as we will illustrate. And therefore, our Mishnah is not talking about it's It's okay. It'll talk about Onsen and it'll say, as long as theoretically possible, we'll talk about it, but not in the case the people are arguing about it. And then in the end, Rav Safar Matarkin, Af Eshes Achav Shalai Balamo, Rav Safar came up with a case where even an Eshes Achav Shalai Balamo works. In order to explain that, you need to expand to six brothers, Valibadir Shimon, and explain according to Shimon, Vesimanech. We have a mnemonic barrier for you to remember how it works. Meis Nolod Viyabam, Meis Nolod Viyabam. As we will pick up tomorrow, we'll explain the case of Meis Nolod Viyabam, right? Ruvain Vishimon, Nisun Shte Achayas, Levi Yud, Nisun Shte Nachrios. Meis Ruvain Nola Yisachav Yibim Levi Meis Shimon Nola Zulun Yibim Yuda Meis Levi Yehuda Blabonim Benafloi Kavay Yisachav Zulun Hasur Lazem Uteres Lazeh Vasur Lazem Uteres Lazeh. So basically, we're going to start tomorrow. So get your puppets on. Um, we'll spend the first two minutes explaining the case of the six brothers, which will lead us into the mission on the very bottom of Chavches Amar Beis.